0: Welcome back to another Mando Talk episode. I am your host, Caleb Keller. We got a packed, or not necessarily packed, show for you today, but we got some things to discuss. We got some Star Wars news, Uh, specifically Hayden Christensen is floating around out there. We'll talk about that. And we also have some takeaways from the second episode of Disney Gallery The Mandalorian. And last but not least, We got some Mother's Day shout-outs to give for Star Wars. So stay tuned, may the Force be with you, and let's get to it. Well, I kept saying we in that opener, but as you can tell, those of you watching on our YouTube channel, I am going completely solo for this week's episode on Mando Talk, which is completely fine. I told Nolan and Jacob both to go ahead and take the week off. They've both been working really hard. Uh, Given everything they've got to this show So I told them to go ahead and take it off While news and kind of content is a little bit slower So I figured we'd go ahead and take advantage of that So maybe a little bit of a shorter episode for you this week But we've got some things that I've got written down to talk about And you heard it a little bit on that little opener What we're going to be doing So stay tuned And the first thing that I want to do Is give a shout out to all of the mothers out there Happy Mother's Day to all of our listeners, mothers, or if you're listener, listening and you're a mother, happy Mother's Day, directly straight to you. Um, I, What I wanted to do was give some shout outs to uh, the, the ones that, in Star Wars, that I think would be bomb mothers to have, or at least the ones that I remembered as I was taking them down. Uh, for notes. So the first one that I have down is Shmi Skywalker. I mean, you can't beat Shmi Skywalker. She's the one that started it all. The mother to Anakin Skywalker, the chosen one, uh, conceived Anakin kind of immaculately, I guess you could say. Uh, But there is that fan theory out there. And I know there was recently a comic that was released that gave even more fuel to the fire for this fan theory that Palpatine himself was the one that manipulated the midi chlorians to put Anakin, or to allow Shmi to conceive Anakin, so through the Force, Anakin would have Palpatine as his father, which would that make Anakin related to Rey? Interesting, who knows, alright, anyway, <laughs> Shmi Skywalker... Big shout out to her. She's the one that got it all started. The next one I have is Padme Amidala. Now we're gonna get a little emotional and sad on this one. Padme didn't have a chance to fully, you know, for the, Luke and Leia's life, be the mom for them. However, I mean, Leia talks about it in Return of the Jedi, Episode Six. She's still, I'm I'm assuming it's through the Force. She is able to have some memories about her, about how nice and kind and caring and generous and sweet and loving all those great mother traits uh, she's able to give those characteristics back to Luke whenever uh, Luke asks Leia if she remembers their mother and it's really unfortunate because she is such an awesome character in the prequels and you can tell that she was doing a lot of big things going down especially whenever you watch the Clone Wars uh, so big props to Padme Amidala the next one that I have is Hera Syndulla now it's been a while since I've watched Rebels so I'm not as fresh on I guess understanding her whole story but I do know that her and Kanan eventually had offspring and we know that spoiler if you haven't seen Rebels uh, Kanan is no longer around and I won't get into more detail on that if you haven't seen Rebels Figure out what that means for yourself. Uh, but she's raising that child, and I'm sure that child is in safe hands. The next one we got is Lyra Erso. Uh, Jen Urso's mother that we see at the beginning of Rogue One. She seems to lay everything out on the line for her family, so big props to her. And then I also, in here I put Aunt Beru. I mean, she adopted Luke, and you can tell that she uh, deeply cares for Luke and his well-being Uh, so, that, for me, that counts as a mother, even though she's technically his aunt, I I give her full props, and then we have Leia Organa, uh, the mother to Ben Solo, I mean, too much good to say about Leia, uh, the OG, the OG beast, or boss of a woman, uh, She gets things done herself. She doesn't have to wait around for Han and Luke to get the job done. She takes control on her own. So big props to her as well. So I wanted to give those shout outs to the Star Wars mothers that we do know. And again, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there listening. And then I, okay, last, I had Rey and Din Djarin's unnamed mothers. Those are ones that I also uh, remembered. So shout out to them as well. Okay, again, happy Mother's Day. Thank you to all the mothers that for everything that you do. And even happy Mother's Day to the mothers of Mando Talk. Uh, we got Sarah Keller, that's mine, and Jacob's mom. And we got Natalie Dennis, who is Nolan's mom. So big shout out to them for all the support that you give us. All right, Star Wars news. Star Wars news, we're going to get a little, I don't know hesitant on some of these or just one of them because there's only two things and this first one I tease it at the top Hayden Christensen is rumored to return as Anakin Skywalker in the Kenobi series. Now the first person that I saw report this is this website called all LRM online reports. And before I even go any further, I would absolutely love to see Hayden Christensen back in the role of Anakin Skywalker love 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 his portrayal of anakin and revenge of the sith i know attack of the clones gets a lot of hate and even in revenge of the sith sometimes the lines are just delivered kind of poorly but i think that hayden christensen at least in my eyes you can't replace hayden christensen as anakin skywalker hayden christensen is anakin skywalker and i don't want them to try to find somebody else to play that character so if anakin skywalker ever is to return in live action my expectation is that hayden christensen will play that role that was the positive i wanted to get out there love anakin skywalker love hayden christensen continuing to play him if that's the path they want to take but here's the negative i do not believe this is true I do not fully believe this report. Uh, Hayden Christensen has always been rumored for every single one of the Star Wars films that have been released recently. Uh, With The Force Awakens, everyone thought he was coming back as a Force ghost. Same thing with The Last Jedi and also with uh, Rise of Skywalker. And we hear his voice in Rise of Skywalker, but we need to see him face to face or face to screen uh, for it to count in my opinion. So his name's been floating around with every single film that Lucasfilm has developed ever since Disney has taken Lucasfilm over. So I'm just not believing it until I see it. And maybe LRM Online is a legit source and maybe they done their research and maybe this report is true. Uh, but I'm not quite buying it yet. And I know part of that report was also saying that they were going to announce this at Star Wars Celebration. And they were also going to announce Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. So that part, I mean, would make sense. But again, we don't know necessarily what's going down with Star Wars Celebration quite yet. So we're going to have to stay tuned some more on that Hayden Christensen report about him coming back in Kenobi. But again, I doubt it happens. I would love to see it, but I would doubt it happens. And it would be interesting to think about like what the story would be in order for Anakin or Hayden Christensen to return. I mean, we know that it's in the prime of Darth Vader. The Empire is going strong. So, you don't necessarily need a Hayden Christensen to play Darth Vader. I mean, they had someone that wasn't Hayden Christensen do it for Rogue One. Uh, So, that's not necessarily needed. So, if he is to return in a Kenobi series, I would expect it to be a flashback of some sort. Um of their training, maybe, that Kenobi's still reflecting on, and just the brothership that was developed. But who knows? Again, we'll see, and I doubt it. But let's move on to the next bit of news, which is exciting. This bit of news is actually 100% legit, so I know that we're not just speculating with this one. EA, so the video game company, the CEO Andrew Wilson, during an earnings call stated that Jedi Fallen Order is the first title in an entirely new franchise so what that means is it's indicating that we're going to get a sequel with that phrase first title in an entirely new franchise Uh, if you've played Jedi Fallen Order which I've played it uh, and admittedly I still have not finished the story I just got really busy whenever school was going on uh, as that game came out so I played like half of the campaign and then I just kind of got away with it as teaching got a little bit busier Uh, So I haven't been able to finish it, and now during this time that I haven't been able to teach, I should get back onto that, especially now that they're going to make a sequel. So if you have, by any chance, not played Jedi Fallen Order yet, and you've wanted to, but you just haven't had time to, maybe this idea of getting a sequel might motivate you to watch it. Or, sorry, not watch it, to play it. That way you know the story uh, behind Cal Kestis and all the Inquisitors and everything about uh, the first one uh, before you play the second one. So that's exciting. I know that also, I don't have it written down, but I saw that the LEGO Star Wars Skywalker Saga video game was coming out in October of 2020. I believe that was the report. That'll be interesting. Uh, I know the LEGO games have always been kind of playfully fun. Uh I still love playing them sometimes just to kind of kill some time so that'll be interesting to see uh, obviously I mean they've already they have already made a complete saga episodes 1 through 6 Lego game before but obviously this one's just going to feature uh, I guess the addition of 7, 8, and 9 and I saw on the report that you're going to go to every single planet that we've ever been to in those films so that's cool that they're not leaving any of those out so that's also some more video game news and I haven't heard any more about The Star Wars Racer uh, PlayStation revamp or redo that they're going to release soon. I know a few weeks ago we discussed that report that PlayStation themselves put out there and we haven't really heard anything about it since because we talked about me, Nolan, Jacob, and anyone who comes in studio like having these races against each other before the show to get us going in that competitive mindset so maybe we could deliver some heated debates (laughs) if you're into that. So, uh, But yeah, I haven't heard anything about Star Wars Racer. I can't wait to play that, honestly, the most. Well, and the Jedi Fallen Order sequel. But I can't wait to get that classic Star Wars Racer game in here on our PlayStation and just have a blast with it. So those are some... Video game things out there Again That's all I have For Star Wars news this week It's a bit of a slower week Because we know on Monday On May the 4th uh, Taika Waititi And the 1917 Writer are going to be Working together to Those two are going to Co-write the film together But Taika is going to direct uh the next Star Wars or I don't know if it's the next Star Wars feature film, but a, a Star Wars feature film is coming from them and we also got that Leslie Headlands TV show on Disney Plus was confirmed. So we'll see some more detail about that come out eventually, but those two are legit. We talked about that. Me and Jacob did a Star Wars Day special on Monday of this week on May the 4th. Uh, We put it on YouTube and every single one of our podcast distributors like always. So check that out if you haven't done so. Me and Jacob kind of go further in detail about the future of Star Wars with those two uh, pieces of news that came out on May the 4th. So check that out. I won't necessarily get Deeper into that news, except that I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see what Taika brings to Star Wars, and I still don't know necessarily what's going on with Leslie Headland's show, so we'll still wait to see about that. But regardless, I can't wait for the new titles that Star Wars brings. It seems to me that they're very, their intent is to get away from the Skywalker's, which is exciting for me because I I just kind of want to see a new story, uh, and who knows where it's going to be in the galaxy or when it's going to be in the galaxy. All right. And then the last thing that I want to do on this week's Mando talk episode, again, it's a shorter episode, uh, but I didn't want to just leave those of you, those diehard listeners out there hanging. Uh, so you could hear me discuss just the things that are out there while I gave Nolan and Jacob the week off. Uh, but the big thing that I want to talk about the rest of the show are the three major takeaways that I got from Disney gallery, the Mandalorian, the second episode came out today. Uh, I actually couldn't sleep really early in the morning, and I believe I watched it at like 4 o'clock, uh, and I got my three big takeaways prepared for you to discuss. And my first big takeaway that I have written down here is that the technology used during the Indiana Jones films is what got George re-motivated, I guess, into continuing to make some more Star Wars films. So that gap in between, well, he... Indiana Jones, I believe, the first one came out while Star Wars was still going on. But Indiana Jones didn't really take off as far as like a franchise until George finished with Star Wars. And it also helped, too, that George was just a producer on the Indiana Jones films. He wasn't actually in the chair directing and calling the shots. And Kathleen Kennedy mentions... Uh, in the second episode of Disney Gallery the Mandalorian, that George, whenever he had to take a step back, uh, he missed being in that director's chair uh, while he was watching the things go down for Indiana Jones. So I guess we have to thank Steven Spielberg and Indiana Jones for George Lucas getting remotivated for the prequels. I mean, I'm sure the prequels were eventually going to come regardless, but that was a cool little interesting thing that I took away from uh, the second episode of Disney Gallery the Mandalorian so the second takeaway that I have is when George develops Star Wars movies he is always pushing technology forward with each of the films that he made and I think that's extremely impressive and honestly you cannot tell the story of Hollywood or film without George Lucas Uh, the, the breakthroughs that I'll ILM have made, uh, which is a branch of Lucasfilm that he was a part of creating. Uh, you can't, you just can't tell movies without the things that they started doing. I mean, all the and I, I tip my hat to Marvel, uh, all of the big franchises out there, every single one of them. Uh, but they got some aid from George Lucas, believe it or not, and they kind of go into that a little bit in this second episode. All the breakthroughs that they Made while George was working on the Star Wars films. And Star Wars reshaped Hollywood. And it reshaped the creation and development of film. Especially sci-fi or fantasy or things of that nature. So regardless of what your favorite franchise or what your favorite film is. If it's action heavy, uh, tip your hat to the man, the myth, the legend. Not a myth, he's a legend, uh, George Lucas. Alright, the third big takeaway that I have, if you notice at the very end of this episode, Dave Filoni starts talking for a good 10 minutes, but it's a really interesting 10 minutes. He's talking about Star Wars as a whole, and what I have here in my note is simply that Dave Filoni gets Star Wars. He completely understands George's vision and he breaks down like how the Phantom Menace and the battle between Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Darth Maul shape Anakin's story from the beginning. And how all of it ties back to Return of the Jedi at the very end. Whenever he steps in and finally be the the father figure that Luke needs in order to save Uh, Luke from the Emperor. So that was a really interesting thing. So again, my three takeaways from the second episode of Disney Gallery the Mandalorian. Number one, uh, Indiana Jones motivated George Lucas to get back into it. uh, And maybe that brought the prequels to us quicker. Number two, uh, with Star Wars, George was always pushing technology for film forward. And that just created echoes throughout the industry. And then number three, Dave Filoni truly gets... Star Wars I would love to know what you think about my three takeaways from the second episode of Disney Gallery The Mandalorian these are really interesting episodes so far Uh, we're getting to pull back the curtain from this great show that we all love titled The Mandalorian and it's just really cool to see again the technology that this show itself is pushing forward and it's interesting to see the love and care that Favreau, Filoni, every single one of those directors uh, at that table have for Star Wars and everyone that's in the process of developing that show, they seem to really care about it. So I really think that we're in good hands with The Mandalorian. The only negative that I would have to say so far with these first two episodes is what I would really love to see is how this show was thought of, I guess. Or where did this where did it start? Where did Favreau start with knowing that he wanted to tell the story, and then how did he pitch it to Kathleen Kennedy, and how did he get paired up with Dave Filoni, and so on and so on? Like, I want to know the story of how did this show come into existence, and why did they decide that it was going to be the first Star Wars TV show, live action ever? That's what I want to know, and maybe we'll we'll get that. We got six episodes left inside that. Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, so we'll wait and see. And with our Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian reviews, we'll probably do it in this format where we will talk about the three big takeaways. And then we'll discuss them once Nolan or Jacob or Brandon Anderson or whoever is in here with us we will discuss about those. We'll continue to break the Star Wars news. We'll always shout out people that reach out to us on social media. So anything, any thoughts, any feedback that you have about this episode, comment or about this Mando Talk episode, comment on our YouTube video if you're watching it there. If you clicked a link from one of our social media platforms, go back to that social media platform after you've listened to the show and reply or comment or send us a message about what you think uh, about what I just talked about or on any of the shows and we will discuss it on the next mando talk episode we would love to start getting some audience words feedback discussion created uh in our shows and we would even love a an entire show developed for answering questions maybe we'll get there one day and hopefully you're still Following along, all of our listeners that have been there since day one, thank you again. Shout out to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Um, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Mando Talk. Check out our website, mandotalk.weebly.com. That's all we have for this week on Mando Talk. Again, shorter episode, but I didn't want to leave you out to dry. So continue to listen to us. Thank you for the support. May the force be with you. And we have spoken.